This is a special hour of worship here at Wake Chapel Church for several reasons. One, we've already indicated and tried to stress that this is the Lord's Day. The music that we have been singing has been an encouragement to our hearts. These flags encourage us to think of the people that Wake Chapel supports in these various countries. And I could think of, I could go on and on and, and, and speak about some other special days. Bonnie Pearson is our guest this morning, and if you will, open your worship folder for just a moment to the page that has the order of worship on it. We don't see Bonnie as much as we would like to, but I want you to know something about her before she comes here, and I want you to take it home with you and use this in your praying for Bonnie. Bottom of your page, Bonnie Pearson is with Prepare for Messiah's Ministry, Prepare for His Coming. She is a speaker. She's, she's going to demonstrate all this to us. Uh, that's not why she's here, just to demonstrate that, but she's going to minister to our hearts in these ways. And so I want you to have that. It's interesting to me that not only does she sing, but she's a writer as well. Uh, there's a special heart in my, special place in my heart for writers. Uh, there are times when I sit down at my desk to do something for Pastor's Pen, and I get up an hour later, and I haven't written a word. So I admire writers a great deal. And Bonnie has some materials on the back out here that she has done, one in collaboration with another lady. And uh, I hope you'll take a moment or two and look at that. And you're going to enjoy her music ministry as well. And there are tapes out there for that as well. Prepare for Messiah's coming. I was teasing Bonnie when I came in this morning and saw her and tried to keep a serious look on my face and said, Bonnie, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we have changed the name of your agency. And she kind of gave me a look. Like, what? And I said, we've changed it. When Bonnie Pearson is coming, you prepare for inclement weather. <laughs> Officially, that's her name. <laughs> you remember, I know that you do. Uh, Bonnie was scheduled to be with us earlier, and weather kept us from having services that morning. And so we were concerned about how and when we would be able to get her back, and very graciously she has worked with us, and she is here this morning. Bonnie, you are welcome at Wake Chapel Church. Thank you for rescheduling with us and coming again. We look forward to meeting you again and seeing you and having you minister to our hearts. You are indeed welcome. Dan, her husband, is up in the back. He takes care of a lot of the uh, technical things. Uh, and so we don't see as much of him, but without him, we wouldn't hear her either. So, Bonnie, welcome. Thank you, Pastor. Now, I heard you guys were a friendly bunch, but you really didn't need to roll out the white carpet for me. <laughs> There'll be plenty of that when I get back to where I'm going, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. But it's great to finally be here. It was weird. Last time, it was during that hurricane, but I know the main problem was flooding, but 
we were driving away to go home that Sunday morning, and it was bright and sunny. It just seemed <laughs> wrong to be pulling away in the sunshine. But uh, prayers that everything's starting to get back in order here. I know there's still a lot of things that need to be repaired, and praying for y'all on that. Yes, I said y'all. <laughs> Up in New Jersey, it's yous and yous guys. But... Um, so, Hag Sameach, Happy Purim. It just so happens that today is the Jewish holiday of Purim on the Jewish calendar, the day that we celebrate the victory of Esther and the Jewish people over Haman's evil plan to kill the Jews. But it seems whenever somebody tries to kill the Jews, they end up with another holiday. So, shalom. As was stated, I'm Bonnie Pearson, your missionary to the Jewish people with Prepare for Messiah's Coming, headquartered in sunny Claremont, Florida, where I do not live. <laughs> we come to you from southern New Jersey. The weather's not much different there. In fact, they might, we're preparing for a nor'easter on Tuesday. I hope that doesn't happen, but hopefully you won't see any more. Today's kind of like the, the good, pretty kind of snow, where it doesn't stick in the street. In fact, your church looks like a pretty postcard with a little light dusting of snow on it. Love that. So believing that time is short, we encourage believers to prepare themselves and prepare others by sharing the good news of Jesus. Here's our director, Stan Rosenthal, who also happens to be my father. Stan is an excellent teacher specializing in biblical prophecy. He preaches, teaches Bible studies, and does some writing as well. You can sign up at my table if you'd like to receive his short, up-to-date, uh, up-to-the-minute prophecy samples that come through emails. They're very informative. Incidentally, he also has a book out there that you might be interested in, One God or Three, that I'll mention later. Also with me today, as was mentioned, is my husband, Dan, running our sound and projection up there with Dave Brown and the guys. So I appreciate him. I'm not much of a techie. So it's comforting to have him around. Also in this picture is our ministry partner, Jose, who couldn't be here today. And together we make up the creative ministry team. Now, you might see on some of our literature the word E-H-A-D. It's not pronounced Ehad. It's pronounced Echad. But you know what? One time when we sang in Virginia, we were introduced as, and now the Ehad Sangers! <laughs> <laughs> but that's not us. We're... Echad, and yeah, you got to do that sound, but be careful not to spit on the person in front of you doing that. It's the Hebrew word for one in the scripture, in passages especially like Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Echad is the Hebrew word for one, but there's two words for one in Hebrew, Echad is one, Yahid is the other. 
Yahid is just a simple one, like a one pen. But Echad is like a composite one used in scripture like in Genesis, where Adam and Eve shall become one flesh. It's one, but made up of more than one. Or when the spies Joshua and Caleb went to the promised land and came back with Echad grape. I mean, it was either one really big grape or it was a cluster of many grapes. And interestingly enough, Echad is the word God chose for himself in the Shema all the way back then to give a little shadow that there is a trinity going on there. There's more than one. And we use that as a witnessing tool for Jewish people when they ask us about our name. Oh, and here's the latest addition to our family, our new grandson, Theo. He was born on February 3rd to my son, Tim, and his wife, Anna, who live near us in Philadelphia. So say hello to Theo there. <laughs> I want to thank you personally for your support and your prayers the last several years. The last time I was here, we did a dramatic presentation of my family's testimony called From Russia to Love. Was anybody here for that? That was several years back now. But today I wanted to show you some of the ways that we minister to the Jewish people. But before I do, I wanted us to warm up with a little game. It's going to be this side against that side. You guys are going to be side one, and you guys will be side two. Not that hard, but you can't use your smartphone, okay? <laughs> All right. So we're going to see who knows more of the 12 tribes of Israel. And a, a hint, the 12 tribes are the same as the 12 sons of Jacob. What we're going to do is Dan's going to put up a map of Israel. And there we go. We're going to take turns on the sides to see who can guess most more of the names of all the tribes. Now, I've assigned point values to the tribe, and you don't know how much it's going to be worth, so you never know who's going to win this one. All right, so we're going to start with side one, and if you have an answer, then raise your hand. Kind of like Family Feud, right? Name one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Yes, in the black. Do we have Judah? Ding. Actually, Judah is um, the one with the most points. 25 points. Why would Judah be the most important to me? Yeah, Messiah comes from Judah, so we gave Judah the most points. So good job. All right, side two in the back there. Asher, that's a good one. Asher, do I see Asher? Yes, Asher's 15 points. Actually, I wanted my grandson to be named Asher. I like that, but they didn't pick it. Asher means happy. That would have suited him. Okay, so we said Judah, we said Asher. Side one, another tribe, yes. Ooh, good one. Gad, is it there? Egad. <laughs> yes, 20 points for Gad, because that's a rare one, and not a lot of people know that. Okay, side two. Yes, in the back. 
Levi, another good one. I only gave Levi five points, though. He's more common. But you know what, Levi, you're not going to see on the map because that's the um, tribe of the of the um, the priests, and they live and travel everywhere in Israel. So they didn't actually get a piece of land designated to them. Okay, side one. Yes, and the stripes. Ooh, you guys are smart. All right, Naphtali. Yes, Naphtali is worth 15 points for side one. Good job. All right, side two. Yes. Who's that? Dan. Dan. Dan is one of them. That's good. Good job. I think you're so cute. I love it. Give us Dan. Yeah, he's a southern tribe, and he is. Okay, unfortunately, Dan's only worth five points because although most Dan's we know are good guys, Dan was not a good son or tribe. They did idolatry. So he's a five-pointer. Yes, this side. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Reuben, yes. Give us Reuben. Reuben worth 10 points, the oldest son. Okay. Side two. Yes. Simeon. Simeon, good one. Yep. 10 points for Simeon. Okay, we got eight. Anybody over here? Yes. Benjamin, the youngest, for five points, because a lot of people know him. Five points for Benjamin. Side two, yes. Manasseh, yeah. Manasseh's a tricky one because he wasn't actually one of the sons of uh, Jacob. Joseph was the son, but because he got double blessing, his sons, you said Manasseh, right? Manasseh and somebody else gets the land pieces there. So, yes, Manasseh is 20 points. Side one. Yes. Ephraim. Ephraim, that's the other one of Joseph's sons that gets a piece of land. He actually gets, and Manasseh has two pieces up there, doesn't he? Yep, they get a lot. 20. (laughs) Okay, there is two more two more anybody on the side yes Issachar yep some people call him Issachar Issachar yep he's 20 points because he's a rare one one two three four five six all right it's actually going to be uneven because you guys are going to get an extra turn but do you know the last one Yeah. Okay. Yep. You got them all. Zebulon, 15 points. We'll add them up later and tell you who wins. Or maybe somebody's been doing it in their head. Well, that's good. You'll notice on the map of the land of Israel, it's full. The names of the tribes take it all up. Each tribe was given a piece of land as far back as the books of Numbers and Joshua. So if there's any question about who owns whose land Israel belongs to, here's your answer. There's no room for any other names on this map because God gave this land to the Jewish people. So 
Now, let me give you an idea of how I minister to the Jewish people up in my area and abroad. We have the music group called Echad, like I mentioned, specializing in Hebrew, Jewish, and scripture music. I'll give you a little sampling of it. And sometimes we sit up and sing right in a park. So today you aren't sitting here in Wake Chapel in beautiful Fuquay Verena. Imagine you're sitting on a park bench in the middle of a busy, noisy park in Brooklyn, New York. How many has been there? Mm-hmm. There are many interesting people around, some wearing Orthodox Jewish clothing in black and white, some Hasidic men with curls and big hats, some are Russian-speaking Jews. But you look up and see us with our music equipment set up on the grass and a small Star of David banner hanging from the keyboard. And we're about to play a few feet in front of you. And you might hear a Hebrew song like this one, speaking about God's holiness.
after about three songs go by, you might see us talking to someone like Robert. Robert tells us a little bit about himself, stories of war and pain and sadness. We share with him how he can know peace by getting to know the Jewish Messiah, Yeshua. And he's interested. And he breaks down and he, he agrees to pray with us. But then he suddenly stops. I'd like to, he says, between tears. But Jewish people can't believe in Jesus. You know, that's one of the most common objections we run into with Jewish people. But you see, being Jewish is the only nationality that can be both a people group and a religion. If someone was born from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and from one of the 12 tribes, that heritage can never be taken away from him. On the other hand, today's rabbinical Judaism doesn't really follow what the Bible says, but rather man-made traditions. Most Jews prize their Jewishness, and our challenge is to show them that to believe in the Messiah is the most Jewish thing that they can do. Well, that concert was one recent summer, and the next year we went back to sing at that same park. It was so hot. We didn't get to sing under the shade of the trees and the cool grass like last time, because as you can see, our generator broke, so we had to plug in and sing on the pavement. It was like 95 degrees and high humidity. We were fading and exhausted only after a few songs. But then we saw him. Could it be on a lawn chair that he, he brought himself? It was Robert, and he remembered us. We went down to talk to him, and this time we asked him if he was ready to pray and asked Jesus to be his personal Messiah. And he said, yes, and he did pray with us. What a joy it is to see somebody receive the Lord. It makes everything else worth it. Now, close your eyes again, and this time you're at a Jewish assisted living home. And you go to the front desk, and you sign in, walk down the hall into the living room there. There's a lot of seats and wheelchairs, and you can hear the TV, some quiet conversations. But from the back of a high-backed chair, it looks as if nobody's sitting there, but moving to the side of the chair, you see her. Slouched over from osteoporosis and age is sweet little 99-year-old Anne Rabinowitz. And Anne loved having us visit. She was very pleasant. She was like my bubby. She wanted us to know all about her family, and we'd tell her about ours. And she loved when we would sing and play the guitar just for her. We visited Anne many times, sharing about Jesus with several different approaches. She always had a way of gently changing the subject <laughs> when we talked about Jesus as the Messiah. And we were honored when we were asked to sing at our 100th birthday party where there was only like 75 people that were mostly family. We gave her a little gift box with scripture in it. One visit with her I'll never forget was when she said, Your visits are like treasure to me. If I were to find a pot of gold today, it would not be as valuable to me as your visits. 
The next time we came to visit, we walked over to Anne's usual chair. But our hearts sank when we saw another lady sitting in Anne's chair. One of the workers quickly came up to us and said, I'm sorry, Anne passed away. We can only pray that Anne remembered some of the words to her about Jesus. There's a lot of Anne's out there. That's why we love doing concerts in nursing homes and assisted livings where we know Jewish people will be. We make connections and friendships with them so that we can have the opportunity to share the gospel. It's not always easy, though. One time we were coming back to visit a Jewish apartment complex where we had sang before. And Nadine, the activity director, escorted us to the door and told us never to come back. Although she loved our music, someone had told her that we were sharing Jesus with the residents. So we got thrown out. Our latest contact, Bobby, a Jewish woman from Cuba, is a feisty sweet lady with many questions about Jesus. However, it seems that often Satan goes before us to ruin things. Because the new activity director at Bobby's Jewish apartment complex is Nadine. Yep the one who threw us out of the other place. Now is, we have her again. <laughs> Holly is a Jewish woman that we met after doing a concert at this place called Shalom House. I would take Holly out to lunch and go shopping, take her to doctor visits. One time while we were out for breakfast, I told her I was gonna pray and thank God for the food and she replied, I don't pray, I'm Jewish as she was chomping on a piece of bacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta love it. One time I shared Jesus with her, though, and, and she, she wanted to accept him as her Messiah with the faith of a child. She just said yes, she wanted to do it. And she prayed with me. And soon as she was done, she said happily, ooh, we've gotta go find Terry, her husband, and tell him too. That was so precious to me, it reminded me of Andrew when he had to find his brother Peter to say that he'd found the Messiah. And we found Terry and he eagerly received Jesus as his savior too. It was funny though, again, because when I was praying for them, I said, and I pray for Terry and Holly. Suddenly Holly shouted out, Haddon, Terry and Holly, Haddon. It was our last name to make sure God knew it was them that we were praying about. <laughs> Next is our house in Ventnor, New Jersey that we use for ministry. It's about two blocks from the beach, so it's fun. We had a youth group come and train in Jewish evangelism there, and then we took them out on the boardwalk to talk to people and try out what they'd learned. We met a lot of Jewish people in Ventnor, it's just south of Atlantic City. Yes, Atlantic City. <laughs> they enjoy coming for the Jewish holiday get-togethers we have there and parties um, for like Sukkot, Hanukkah, Passover, Shabbat, to name a few. One of those neighbors is a young Jewish woman named Teal, and she's been troubled by a life of drugs, alcohol, anxiety. I've shared Jesus with her several times. She loves spending time with me and likes what she calls my positive energy. 
But recently she sent out a text at three in the morning, reaching out, saying that she couldn't sleep because she was depressed and anxious. So please pray for her salvation, as well as her father and her brother, Evan on the left and Jeff on the right. And at that time, Teal was gently reminded that her only true answer is knowing the true peace, the shalom of Messiah Jesus, that perfect peace.
Also, we want to pray for Ron and Barbara. We met this couple also after a Shalom House concert. We quickly became friends. Ron's not Jewish, but Barbara is Jewish and has MS. It's confined to a wheelchair, doesn't get out very much. We visit her many times, and, and she's very stubborn and resistant when it comes to believing in Jesus. Like I told you with Robert, same like that. They think that you can believe in just about anything and still be Jewish. You could believe in, I don't know, magic mushrooms or transcendental meditation. Or you can even be an atheist and still be considered a Jew in, in good standing. But if you believe in Jesus, no, you can't be Jewish anymore. That's what they think. That's how they were raised and taught from childhood, that Jesus is not for the Jews, kind of summed up in one word, tradition. One time we met them for a picnic at a boardwalk pavilion, and we ate lunch and sang some songs for them, which attracted a little crowd. So while Jose was singing songs with Barbara and the others, I was able to leave, lead Ron to the Lord on another bench. Barbara's coming around a little bit. At first she said she didn't even believe in God, but now she does. She said she would never believe in Jesus. Well, now she says maybe she'll believe in him someday. Hmm, maybe at the 11th hour. But the hour's late. How does she know she'll even make it to the 11th hour? So we wrote the song with Barbara in mind because she just doesn't realize how late it is already. It's one minute to midnight. All I hear is my foot tapping to the beat of life's unwrapping. What you are has been undone. All your weeping and your crying, unrepentantly denying that the day would ever come. It's 11.59, not much time to change your Two midnight, 
Thanks for letting me come and share with you again. And thank you for your generous support and prayers through the years. I'd invite you to check out my table on your way out where I have some pamphlets about my work and prepare for Messiah's coming, a sign-up sheet so you can get short email updates and videos. Um, there's also three items available for purchase. One is my children's book, Seth and the Mystery of the Passover Lamb. Passover is coming up in April. It's a fun book helping children to understand the connection between Passover and Jesus in a kind of entertaining way. My father, Stan Rosenthal's book, One God or Three, which explains the mystery of the triunity of God in a quick and easy read. And Hot Off the Press, Echad's new music CD, entitled Minute to Midnight. The title track was the one that I just did for you. And the album is made up of 11 of our original and unique songs. So once again, thank you for letting me come and share with each day. I'll see you at my table in the back. Shalom. seems to me that uh, I would be remiss if I didn't as Bonnie has done press the question just a bit I wonder if it's one minute to midnight for somebody in this room I don't know God does So my question is, have you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Is it for you one minute to midnight? Pray with me.
Father, in a crowd this size, it would seem that surely there would be someone in this room who's not yet trusted Christ as personal Savior. May the Spirit of God speak to that heart, to that individual today and bring them to a place where they will acknowledge their sin and you as their Savior and invite you to become their Savior. Thank you, Father. We ask your blessing, your direction for all who are in this room. We pray and ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Would you take your hymnal, please, and turn with us to number 307. Number 307. Send the light. It would seem appropriate to me we are familiar with these words and many of us are familiar with this tune and would be fam- just seem okay and familiar and correct to me if we put our hearts into singing this there's a call comes ringing over the restless wave Send the light. If God has spoken to your heart and you would like to publicly profess your faith in Jesus Christ, I'll meet you here. If you have questions, if I can, I'll answer them for you. May I encourage you? Do business with the Lord. Do what He wants you to do today. Tomorrow may be too late. We don't have tomorrow, folks. We may not have tomorrow. We've got today, and you've heard the gospel message. Jesus died. Not for anything he had done. He died for others. He died for us. Put your faith and trust in him and invite him to be your Savior. He'll do just that. Do business with the Lord today. Whatever he bids you, do that today. Bonnie, thank you. Dan, thank you. It's great to have you all with us. And we thank God that uh, we didn't have a storm to get you out of here. <laughs> I want to ask Bonnie to come with me and we'll give you an opportunity to greet them in the foyer this morning and give you an opportunity to take a look at the books that are on the table to my left. Greg, would you come? Our deacon of the day and ask God's blessing and pray for it. The folks that we have, that we know, like Dan and uh, this sweet lady here, uh, they minister to Jewish people, but we have also missionaries in Israel. So if you will, in addition to praying for Bonnie and Dan and their journeys and their ministry, pray for those that we know and uh, support in the nation of Israel.
Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we are, as always, grateful to be here in your house. Thank you for this body of believers. Thank you for your great love and mercy. Thank you for the encouragement and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ, and him alone. Father, there are many on our prayer list today, those in our congregation and those known to us, friends and family. We ask especially that you would bring grace and comfort and, and healing, if that be your will, especially to Becky Thomas and Irene Powell as they continue to recover. Also for Jim Bunker, for Wayne McKay, Tom Jeremko, Gordon Stevenson, the family of uh, Gary and Barb Holt, for Robin Deal's mother, Louise Sink, uh, for Jeanette Farrell's cousin. There are others, Father, that are unspoken. We ask that you would remember them as well. Father, we pray today for the peace of Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray that this nation will always stand strongly in allegiance to the nation of Israel and that we would never waver in our support. We thank you for your goodness in all things, for bringing to us today Bonnie and Dan Pearson, and we pray for them, Father, in their ongoing ministry and that of prepare for Messiah's coming. We pray also for our missionaries in Israel, for all Christian missionaries there who are witnessing to the Jews each day of your love for them. Lord, there are so many demands that life places upon us. We sense an an importance about so many things, and yet there really is nothing more urgent than the salvation of those who are lost, Uh, both Jews who have not come to know and accept Christ and others who are still in darkness. Help us, Father, to feel that urgency and to feel the conviction in our hearts to reach out in love and in ministry and to witness to everyone. Uh, Give us a positive witness by the way we live our lives, not just in what we share from the spoken word, but in the way we live, that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and that God desires that not one be lost, but that all be one to him. Father, the hour is near. While we don't know of the exact day and time, Today could be that day, and indeed for some it will, because should they die not knowing Christ, we know they are lost, and we just pray that as many as can will be saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and it is in his powerful name we make this prayer. Amen.